just to give you the raw number, um, in terms of donations, we have received donations in the amount of $115,763.85, which that's, that's truly amazing. Um, and I, I think that highlights, I have a couple of points down here a little further, but I'll, I'll highlight this actually a little ahead of it, which is where we're at, that far exceeds any, any of our wildest expectations. And it, it really highlights uh, our church community and the faithfulness in, you know, in, in the worship of giving. And it's just something that is phenomenal and it's something to celebrate uh, that provision from God and, and the, the hearts that are called for that donation. Um, so with that said, um, there is also expenses that come with this. And at this junction, we have spent $41,440.19, uh, which leaves us currently right now with a cash on hand of about $74,323. Man, I, I can't talk to them. $74,323.66. There we go. I will get that out. Um, and so with that said, those expenses are, are going towards a lot of items. Uh, some that I'm going to highlight are our pastor stipend. You know, it's been a key component for us as a board that we work to take care of our pastor and his family. And so we've been able to grow that over the course of the journey that we've been on. Uh, it goes towards rent and utilities. Uh, we do pay for the space that we're in. We pay for the use of it. Um, ministry expenses, uh, say like hospitality, things like that. And then also we have some subscriptions that we do uh, do take part in, in particular one that we just recently got that makes me extremely excited is QuickBooks, because that takes all of these spreadsheets that I've been doing and allows me to automate it. So it's something, um, you know, it, it, it really gets that point. Like I said, we're no longer army crawling, we're kind of walking, we have our Father's hands holding us, and it's truly amazing. And just... As we as we as we celebrate this, you know, this faithfulness allows for us to begin to invest in our future. And some of what we're going to talk about tonight, some of what uh, David and Board is going to talk about, it, it's able to happen because of this this faithfulness. So we we just want you to know how much uh, we're we're blessed and honored, and then also that we get to try to be good stewards of this. Um, with QuickBooks, I hope to get this even more granular. I'm kind of a nerd in that way. Uh, so that as we go through and have more of these updates, I can show a little more specific in terms of what it goes to. But this is all fully open and available. So if you have a question, don't hesitate. Come, come and talk to me. Okay? I'm so glad that you love numbers, because I am not. Uh, if you've been around uh, Sparrow City since, since the beginning or early on, you guys have had your fingerprints on forming what it is that we are today. Um, I love, from the beginning, that we've had circle, circular discussions about what it is that makes Jesus' heart sing as a community. And so, as we have built this community as we've studied scripture and tried to explore God's heart for us in this moment, I just want to say thank you to each of you who have spoken up as we've talked and continue to speak up even as we are discussing sermons and wrestling with the scriptures to really live it out. Um, some of you will recognize some of the uh, components. Next slide, please. There are three basic components that we focus on out of simplicity and the desire to get right communion with the Father, community with one another, and compassion towards the world. 
those are the three basic things that as a church, we want to give our best energy to supporting you as individuals, us as individuals, to be great at spending time with Jesus, to, to be excellent at living closely with others and the challenges that brings, and to be people who walk being led by the Spirit of God, who is on a mission to rescue us and our neighbors and our children. And so those are the basic core of who we are. Some of the practices that we've kind of developed out of Scripture in developing a love for God and others is built around the idea of being human, utilizing our relational components of seeing, hearing, acting, and caring. It's through this lens that we're going to try and filter a lot of our discipleship that we do as a church from grown adults to youth to children so that there's a common language and a common discipleship mechanism that we can use to speak with our children or our friends about how we're growing in God. How are you seeing? How are you hearing? How are you wrestling with? How are you showing God your love? And so those are just some of the key words that I just want to underline if you're new to the community because those are kind of significant to us. So uh, as we have been looking at the next step, we've done a great job. I mean, seven months into a church plant, praise God. Thank you so much for financially supporting what's going on. Thank you so much for volunteering, for helping to establish, for lending your, your innovative minds, your, your volunteerism, your work. All of it has come to be a safe place for people who many of us didn't feel like we had a place where we could connect with God. And so together we've done a really beautiful thing. And as I was praying about the next step for our church, um, over the summer we were trying to build relationships through uh, our outside events and trying to build natural connections with one another. And some of us have been practicing like family dinners or Taco Tuesdays or whatever you want to call it. We've been working at building relationships with one another, which is essential. The next step for us as a community is to intentionally connect with one another for in-depth relationships and growing in the image of Jesus. So Sparrow City, we have communities which are intended to be spaces where we can grow in intimacy, in grace, where we can contend for, uh, we can contend for and alongside of each other as we all seek to grow more like Jesus in the world. We need each other. And so one of the mechanisms that we have been connected with, and we're really excited about it, is another organization that's new. It's a new ministry, but it's not a new people. So we're familiar with the partnership. We're new to practicing the way as a ministry because it's a brand new nonprofit. If you're familiar with Bridgetown, John Mark Comer, uh, he became really passionate about spiritual formation. And not merely using spiritual formation through transformation of the mind, but engaging the body and utilizing some of the ancient practices of spiritual disciplines, of studying scripture, of fasting, of solitude. All of these different components are actually built into allowing us to become more like Jesus. With the basic premise that if we practice the ways of Jesus, we'll actually be living out the human life that we are all intended for. Jesus wasn't just God on earth. He was the human who lived as all humans were intended to live. 
And so things he did should become the practices of our life. And as we do these things in small groups, we're going to be able to grow more intimately in the image and nature of Jesus and support one another as we do. Some of the practices, they're not going to be normal. The first one we're starting in October, it's Sabbath. I mean, Sabbath to me was a cuss word growing up. Like, dude, Sabbath, Sunday, I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't, you know what I mean? It was like, I couldn't have nice cereal on that day. It was like, this is the worst day of the week. That's not the idea of Sabbath. And so we're going to study what Sabbath truly is for. And it's not merely going, okay, we're going to study it. It's for you guys who are tactile learners as well. It's practical. It's, hey, together, we're going to do something that's not normal in our neighborhood. We're going to practice some things that Jesus did with the belief that when we weave them into our own lives, we're going to actually find thriving like he had. So, for you to know, practicing the way, um, it is it is a, a, a new nonprofit ministry. We are collaborating with them, so we are partnering with them. But in it being a collaboration, we have ultimate freedom to engage to the degree that we want to with what we feel passionate about. And if there are components of what they're doing that we don't feel called to or passionate about, we're completely at liberty to just not do it. And so that's one of the the benefits of this, um, this partnership. And even more so, it's encouraged because they want to know how this works in a tiny little church in Ridgefield, okay? We're one of 2,500 different churches who are taking part in this. And it's really an, an endeavor to rethink or reset our ways of becoming like Jesus in discipleship so that we'll be resilient and be functioning powerful Christians in the midst of a transforming and changing world. Sound good? All right. So... Uh, I know that was a lot of info. John Moody, he is our pastoral resident. Um, he is overseeing our um, groups at church. Um, him and I are going to be going away to a conference to learn more about this. Um, so, John, why don't you come up here and share with us uh, just a couple of, of things you're thinking and, and what you're passionate about. And so, um, really the heart of what I'm wanting to see these continued communities be is that concept of iron sharpening iron, where we're called not to walk this life alone, but we're called to walk within a community of fellow believers so that we can grow with each other and actually help each other to grow. Um, And sometimes that can be a little bit challenging in a bigger church setting or in a full corporate setting. So that's why these smaller communities are are going to be intended for us to be able to learn with each other uh, learn who each other are, um, really develop this tight-knit, smaller family within the larger church family, and then be able to invite others into it, those that are on the fringes, uh, to allow them to kind of see and get a taste. So we don't want to get rid of the family members. Actually, we want to enhance the family members with this practicing way and adopt what the family members have been great at, of inviting people in that are on the fringes, but then to also help more with that spiritual formation of us being able to learn and walk with Jesus. Um, so that's really my heart for this, is that we would just begin to grow as followers of Christ 
begin to learn more of the ways in which he's called us to live and to help each other and keep each other accountable to that. So that's my heart. Thanks a lot, John. Yeah, so he's got a lot of great ideas that he's bringing. He's been thinking about this and praying about it for, we've been talking about this for a long time. And so just be praying for John and, and for that as, as it goes. Uh, next slide. So the other element that we're trying to do is to continue to care for our body. As we're kind of seeing who we are as a community, we're noticing that God is bringing certain people. And part of what we're trying to do is we're trying to do a good job of catching people and holding and caring for who is a part of our congregation. And so part of this, we're noticing that there are a lot of young people who are coming around. And uh, uh, Josh Nielsen came up to me, and uh, he had an experience this last fall, summer, I don't know, spring, last year. <laughs> Anyways, it just it started something in him. Um, and so... The heart of what we're trying to do is we're trying to create a space where young people can be known and know God, where they can develop their ability to engage their heart with others their age and older and with their God. And so it's it's on our heart and on, jo on Josh's heart to, to create a space where our teens can belong. And so it's always, it's, this is something we're praying to. Josh, you want to come up and share kind of a little bit of what, what your heart was for that? All right, so this time I'm going to try to speak a little clearer and not get my tongue tied up. Um, so, yeah, this, this has been stirring for a little while. Um, for those of you who know a little bit of my history, I actually have a, a long history of involvement with you uh, from... A lot of coaching in, in sports, uh, pretty much have coached sports since I was 18, from you know six-year-olds all the way up to 18-year-olds in high school. Uh, also, um, previous previous life, I was part of children's ministry uh, as a leader and taught the older children in that in about fourth to fifth grade age group. Um, and there's there's a statistic that I actually it's, it's interesting that I'm asked to talk about this tonight. There's a statistic that I read actually only about two days ago. And this, this statistic actually drives home to me why this is important. And that is the fact that at 18 years old, when, when our youth become adults, it's something like 60 to 70% of them walk away from the church. And, and, and that, that struck me because it should not be that way. And a lot of why they do that is they're, they're separated away from the community and they haven't really been brought up in a manner of feeling part of it. So they tend to feel on the outside. So a big goal in this will be to see a community that is developed where, where, the, where the kids know this, that their place is here, that their place is as part of this, our, our community with God. And so um, I'm really wanting to see that develop, wanting to see the kids. Um, we're looking at uh, fifth grade through um, 18, senior year of high school. There we go. I got all this, trust me. Um, but, you know, trying to see this where they're starting to connect. Um, you know, one thing if you notice that with, with our space, with um, some of the challenges of being new, we haven't had that yet. And so some of our kids that fall in this age group, and for me it does hit personally, I, I have kids that fall in this age group, you know, they, they've been a little on that, like, well, what do I what do? I do? And, and, and I don't want, I, I want to see that start going to knowing what they need to do. 
what they want to do, uh, etc. So that's where my heart is, uh, really working with this age group, try to develop a, a community around it. And I, I think I love the final point up here, which is currently seeking the leaders. Um, and and it, the word leader is purposeful there. I'm looking for partners. Uh, they can come in, join, and, and really help us develop this into something that um, our children actually, actually begin to thrive in. So. All right. I clearly clap for you, so. All right. How are we doing? You okay? All right. So the next component we want to talk about is uh, the little ones. I love the little kids at our church. Can we get the next slide? Nice. Slide Thank you, bud. My little one up there, 18 years old. Moving to Hawaii next month. Anyways, so we want to do a good job here of taking care of the kids. And I just want to say, if you're one of the younger parents in the church and you have been in the back wrestling with your kids, I just want to say, like, you are amazing. Like, wrestling a child, trying not to, like, strangle them in public, in church, and listen, dude, that's... That's some multitasking, okay? I'm just, I'm saying, and some, and your kids are, they're awesome. So, uh, but that being said, we love them, man. And we want to, we want church to be a space where they feel like they have the space. And like Josh said, we don't want to divide it out, but we do want them to feel like Jesus meets them where they're at. Amen? And so right now, um, Caitlin's doing a great job to go for Joanna as, as she's led the, uh, one through threes, I think it is at this point. Um, the space here is pretty limited, and it's pretty difficult to educate threes, fours, fives, and six-year-olds when you got right with the record going around, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, full affection. I love that boy. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to have a lot going on in one space and have there be production discipleship taking place, at least in, in kind of the traditional sense. Um, and so what we're passionate about, and Caitlin is passionate about this as well, um, it is really doing a discipleship work with our children, not childcare. And so we want to see in this next season, month, this fall, we want to see us have classes through kindergarten. And so that means an extra space. So right now we've got the little ones, and it's awesome, and their leaders love them. And what we want to see is that next table where kids can sit at the table, they can listen, they can answer basic questions, they can understand what God is doing, and they can start that discipleship path of asking questions of God, where do you see God working? Reading scriptural stories with them, what are you hearing God say? and just teaching them to integrate their faith with their very person. Um, we're very, very optimistic about God moving in that space. That is gonna require like uh, more space and teachers and volunteers. And so we're, we're thinking through different ways of, of making that work. Um, but we all as a church love our children. And so I, I'm putting this before you saying that this is my passion for us to take really good care of these little ones and to sow Jesus into their hearts because they're being released into a world where it is inhospitable to their souls. 
that the very things they're interacting with, even in our homes, are fighting against the work of Jesus to establish their hearts in hope. That's true, right? I see a lot of people not, so we're just having a moment here, right? Okay. So this means some big this means some big decisions, right? As a result of us wanting to take care of our children and see our families thrive and to see you thrive. Uh, the board and I have been praying and seeking God to see what is needed for that to take place. Beyond the right people, we need the right space. Bethel Church has been such a blessing to me here. It's kind of forced us to wrestle with some of our idealistic simplicity stuff, and we're like trying to squint and see Josh's slide away. <laughs> Simplicity's awesome! <laughs> but that being said, um, a, a few months back I started looking to just say, Lord, is there something different for us? And uh, as, it, as it happened, God even already had somebody in our own church who was connected with another facility. And, uh, and so Ridgefield Schools, Neil works with them. And by God's grace, uh, there's an opening at a space that has um, a sanctuary large enough for growth. It's not pews. I'm really sorry. You can, you can carve in some like folding chairs. You really miss them. Um, but they're it in like a U shape, which for me, as as someone who loves discussions and loves intimacy during talking with you, I think it's going to be a great space for us. So this is Ridgefield Middle School. They have a. Uh, I forget the name of it, some sort of a acting room, what's it called? The media room, black aka box. the black box, if you're from the hood. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're going to meet in the black box. Um, but it's also got... Oh, so some of you were there already. How many of you guys were, were there already? I totally spaced that. <laughs> like, it's kind of like... It's kind of like... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's that place that was very cool and air conditioned. <laughs> and listen, it's got a lot more space for our kids. And uh, it gets better. Um, when we went mobile with my last church, it cost about $75,000 for us to buy a trailer to go mobile. By God's grace, I was looking last month, and I have a friend who runs a children's ministry down in Albany, Oregon. And they post, she posted and said, it's so weird not unpacking and repacking our trailer each week now that we bought a building. And I went, dear Jill, what are you doing with the trailer? And she said, actually, we don't know what to do with it. It's just been sitting in a barn. And so through some conversations, it looks like we have a lead on, on having everything we'll need for, for under 10000 which God has provided in advance. And so, guys, can we just say thank you to the Lord for providing for us? God is good. We can clap for God. We can clap for God. We can clap for God. I just blank. Caitlin, will you come up and give us a little bit of your heart for the kids? Um, that would be great. Um, so, like David said, we have quite a bit of kids in our, in our body, which is a fantastic thing. 
Um, I think one of the things that I'm in discussion with David and um, really planning of what it looks like to develop and grow our children's ministry is wanting to implement our minimalistic convictions that we have, as well as the seeing, hearing, caring, and acting practices. Um, I would really like to see that our children's ministry is given the opportunity to rise to the occasion and show them what it means to um, slow down and sit at the feet of Jesus, to have classes where group discussion is a normal thing and you can ask curious questions. I want that to be like our normal culture. Um, children's ministry as a whole is really important to me. I think anyone in here who has kids or likes kids because they are the future of our church. Not just Sparrow City, but just as the church as a whole. And I think how we disciple them is very important. Discipling children is not just um, telling them the behaviors or telling them the things we want them to say or that we want them to do, but really truly teaching them and equipping them what it means to follow and trust and to pursue a relationship with Jesus. And I agree with what Josh said. We're thinking on the same um, wavelength that a relationship with Jesus through their adulthood, not just through elementary, middle school, and high school, while we're feeding them on a weekly basis, but something they feel equipped to do on their own when they leave the house and go off to college someday. Um, like David said, uh, my prayer, aside from just the children's ministry as a whole, obviously, but specifically that we would have the people and the resources that we need to be able to care for them well and disciple them well, but that also that our ministry, our church, would um, view the way that we do children's ministry just a little bit different, that parents and that teachers are partnering together to disciple our kids. Historically, how I've seen it done is parents come and drop off their kids and pick them up and go home, and there may or may not be discipling going on at home throughout the week. But I'm, my heart, and I feel like, like this beautiful image that God has given me for our children's ministry is that we would be able to work as a team, our teachers and our families. So. Well, we're doing really good. Good. We're going. We're going. We're getting close here. So, next steps for our church. Okay? This is coming into the home stretch. Okay, take a deep breath. So next judge, next steps for our church. Before we go anywhere and do anything, I just I just want to remind us of what is so dear to the heart of Jesus. Is that we would pursue unity and peace. That we would look at this moment not as a, a moment to, to kind of step back, but as a moment where we're going, like, okay, look around, like, let's do this. We, we're going to be stepping into a space where we're going to find challenges. The, the plan that we prayed over and I thought way too much about is going to have holes in it. And there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be wiggles and wobbles. And I'm just going to ask you for grace. Grace with me, but even more so, grace with each other. Like, please. Us as a community, we're trying to be different. And the different isn't like we have a different theology. Please, no. Like, we shouldn't have a new theology, right? 
We want to stay true to what Scripture has been saying through the generations. But what we want to do differently is we want to hold the responsibility of communing with one another in a way that is careful and loving and kind and patient, in a way that that is filled with grace and mercy. And so when things don't go well, when I let you down, please, I'm asking you to come straight to me. Like I want to be able to hear you and talk to you and care about what you're feeling. I'll never do anything on purpose to hurt anybody, but please, like, come to me. And that's the same thing I ask of each other. Go to each other directly. If, if, if it's not, if something's off, just go to it. Pursue peace. Fight for peace. Be eager to maintain the unity of peace. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians. And so, if, if that is one of our core convictions, of linking arms with one another and refusing to let go and loving each other through, then God will truly bless the community of Jesus that his birth among us. Amen? The second thing that I want us to hear and hold is we as a community are doing things, intending to do things in a different way where we don't want to see consumerism drive what we decide to do or what we decide not to do. We want our vision and what God has called us to do to drive our decision making. And so there are going to be some things that we just don't do because it's not our primary focus. Right? There are going to be some things that we do because we are sure that we're supposed to do. One of those things that we, we are convinced of is we are, we are a community of contenders, not consumers. Participants, not observers. That's why I love discussions. I, I don't want us to just phone it in. I need to hear your voice. God needs to hear your interaction with what he's doing. And so that's my heart is that that would just be, you'd stow that away. We are people who fight for unity. We are contenders for the kingdom of God. Or we're willing to be, um, yeah, we're willing to move forward together to accomplish God's purposes. Amen? Uh, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against powers of evil, darkness. It will try and push back. But you know what Jesus says? I will build my church. You see my kingdom. And so let's be focused on, on that. The next uh, next slide is our needs. So children's volunteers is a need. We want to take care of our kids. If there's not enough volunteers, we're not going to be able to do the, uh, the next class up. Right? If people don't show up, we're going to actually close classes. So we need people to show up. We need to do this. As much as we want to be passionate, there's also a need. And so at this season... Um, if you have a kid in the system, part of kind of the, the engagement, we're hoping that one, either you or someone else from the house will volunteer once a month in children's ministry. And we'll fit it to what you can do, what your skills are. We'll put you in charge of teaching if you don't, like, that's not your gig. Um, but that's just where we're at right now. But on top of that, that's not our 
future hope. We want to see people who are passionate about it, who can't wait, because I know some of you are passionate about taking a minute away from your kids on a Sunday, right? I, I get it, that was me. So let us step into this moment, take it for what it is, participate, but also if God is tugging in your heart and you just love children, like please, would you just bring it before Jesus? If you love describing, you know, challenging things to little minds, and God might be, might be doing something here. Um, other thing is mobile team. Uh, we're gonna keep things simple. We're hoping for a 30 minute setup each week and a 30 minute area each week. So uh, we're just gonna need some people who don't want to teach Bible lessons, uh, who want to uh, empty trailers with me and set up little floor tiles for the kids. Sound good? Okay. And the third one is youth support. Okay? Youth support is the same thing. If we don't have the people to do it, we're not gonna be able to do it, and that's okay. If God's not leading in that direction, okay, but we're praying that he is. And so, just be praying about those things. Um, those are the needs as we move into October. So officially in October, we're gonna be moving to the school. Uh, between now and then, we're going to be um, starting to build our small groups. We already have four homes that are gonna be open to the practicing the way um, things, and we'll, we'll be training those leaders, and we'll be helping you uh, find your connections. Um, we're going to be planning and developing and recruiting for children's. Um, let's see. And the same with with, uh, with youth. Okay. I think we're there. We're going to end our time uh, with a little bit of prayer. Just bringing some of these areas before God. And so uh, we have six areas that we're going to be praying for. Thank you. On the spot. Um, and each one of these is going to be taken by one of our board members. They're going to kind of give you some prayer prompts. And I'm going to encourage you to kind of just turn awkwardly in your pew to the people in your proximity and just take a minute and pray. And then they'll close that time of prayer. The next person will come up. So it's probably about 15 minutes of prayer time about six different topics. Is that okay? All right. Josh. Once again. Once again. I feel like I got front loaded. No clapping during no, no prayer. No, no clapping during prayer. So you should clap now. <laughs> All right. Um, as, as we talked about being contending community, you know, part of that contending is prayer. You know, prayer is not just a Sunday thing. Prayer is also during the week. So at this moment in time, I'd like to ask that everybody, you know, partners in some groups, um, two, three, four, five, I, I'm not going to put a number on it, but do what feels comfortable and get together and please pray with one another over our youth. As you, as you heard me talk about, we're looking to have a community with, with our youth. We're looking to have uh, an environment where they can learn and grow with Christ and, and recognize that they're part of this larger body. So uh, please turn, pray with one another. I'm going to give it a few minutes, then I'll, then I'll pray and focus out. So I'm going to stand here off with I'm <laughs> 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 
Father, we're just we're we're so thankful for this community and so thankful for the things that you are doing. We got we pray as we're we're stepping into a, a season of, of uh, developing a community for our youth that it will go as unpunished as we can without too many issues, and that our children find a space that they are comfortable, that they feel safe to develop in their relationship with you and support one another within that. And we pray for, for leaders who can come in and, and help model that, that relationship with you. And most importantly, relate. We, we pray that this drives a lasting relationship with you, one that the kids will carry on into adulthood and just recognize how important you are in their lives and their relationship. Are we loving this and we And I think second we have Mimi and Carol. One of the things that the board has been talking about is unity within our community. And um, what does that mean? And what does it look like? And how can we each be a part of, of that? Um, and we talked on the other night at our board meeting about how all the plans that we make for all the things that we want to do in the building and everything. Um, a lot of that doesn't really matter if we're not unified. And um, how do we as a community and as individuals um, bring unity into this space of city? And how are we each and every one of us responsible for that? And so um, we thought that that was something that we would want to pray into today. And that we would um, just look at that as far as our own responsibility and how we can bring that um, ourselves, but then also um, help cultivate that in the groups and the friendships and the families that we have. So we're just going to take a few minutes to bring it to that time. Right? So you can package your little Places that we have hurt one another, disappointed one another, 
sow seeds of forgiveness, humility, grace, unity, and beauty in that space. Where there is brokenness, it could bring glory. That we would know about all more that that peace and unity are greater is what we see. Alright, so I got staff, which um Continue to pray for 
and financial benefits, or I mean, going for the site, financial, but then also covering, right? David needs repairs, right? Continue to cover David and Sam needs repairs. John and Sam need repairs, right? We need it. Caitlin, right? These people that are pouring out their lives and make this sort of city what it is, we need to speak to it. So, sorry. You do your group pray. I hope you get up on it. I apologize already. <laughs>
Jesus. Look on the shelf right now. Look at it. Look at it under the supply of the We're going to play this on here, and we're going to go on during the day. We're going to show how it's So that's kind of the point. We're going to pray for something. Just something that's going to be so, um, so we begin the groups. Focus on the opportunity of believing. Stepping in something that's not fully prepared. Um, saying that I don't understand it, but I know that it is shot. The Sabbath was the first one. Some of us practice the Sabbath, but we can do the Sabbath properly. We can do it completely. Let's see what happens with us. Let's see if we're going to lie that we can actually change by practicing some of these uh, attributes of Jesus here. Uh, so, hello. Enjoy the time and I'll see you next
I'm Teresa, and I'm also one of the director of service team. And I'm excited <laughs> to support you guys tonight on our children's ministry. It's just really exciting to see the growth that's going to be happening there. And we're really grateful for Cleveland, who is working on developing that for us. And we're excited for the move to the school, which will give us more space for Eastern kids and more age groups. Um, so we're going to just take a few minutes to pray for our children's ministry, for their hearts, and for staffing, for volunteers, for leaders, and teachers that offer ways people up um, to help us serve our kids and love on them. God, we just thank you so much for the children that you've entrusted to our care. We thank you for those that have been faithfully serving our children thus far. And we're just so excited and looking forward to the work we're going to do in the new space and um, with the other age groups that we'll be able to begin incorporating We ask for volunteers and staff and teachers not to be provided concerned about our children follower, that they would be able to grow their faith and their knowledge of your word Lord, and learn how to love each other and to love you. And just ask all these things in your name. Amen. 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 
final thing about final is uh, our leadership, which we are our board, and uh, our worship leaders. And is how we continue to give wisdom to our people. And there will be this sensitivity of heart to have to see about what is most meaningful for the body. That they will be distracted by the journey of the single thing, you know what I mean? And then that's a part of the stewardship of the body. Their heart is never going to happen. So, so I want to finish the back of the day that Jesus will continue to do the same. That there will be the clarity to stay the course of our vision and mission. Even though it's to change. Even though it's So if you pray for them, and if you just be praying for our worship leaders, and I say, we just be praying for the Lord Jesus, that God just establish our mission.
questions, please feel free to either talk to any one of the board members or myself, or you can email us at spiritcity.com.